Uh, shout out to today's sponsor, which is Dollar Shave Club. And I know I tell people all the time, but I have been using them for years, even be- before the sponsorship. Uh, they offer a wide variety of different products like hair care, skincare, and they recently actually just sent John some skincare. And what did you, what did you think? Yeah, of I got the face wash, and I felt like the results almost immediately cleaned up my skin, and I feel it more moisturized too. And like I said, they offer a wide variety of products. Uh, it's not just razors, you know, that's what they're known for. But they have like the hair care, skincare, and they recently sent me some chapstick. Yeah, what I like is the subscription box. So you build it, and the more things you add to it, you get a bigger discount. And they send it monthly, so you don't have to worry about the hassling and going to the store and buying these things. So if you guys are looking to sign up for Dollar Shave Club, click the link down below. I'm the five. Vendan los motores que no vamos. Aquí todos los días son de verano. De lunes a lunes nunca paramos, yeah. Ya está saliendo el sol, ven y prendete. Esto es fácil. No me llames si tú andas con Lucy. Estamos en Miami. You ready, John? Go ahead and start it. And we're back. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Mezcla Moguls. It's me, John. That's going to be my intro or you something. You seriously need to work on your intro. <laughs> so just so you, you can get some context behind it. So every, I have my little intro, right? And then he he's trying to come up with his own, but he, it looks like it's never working. He's getting better at it though. He's like getting better I, at like. I just need to find something that I can say my name with. Cause like, it's just like, oh, it's John. What's up? It's me. But <laughs> anyways, welcome back to Masculine Moguls. It's your boy. The one with the scars here. The yeah. one with the scar in his look. See if I don't do it in the beginning, like yeah, I mess get, it up. You mess it the up. The one with the scar in his face. Your boy Scarface. There we go. See, that's what I always say. Uh, anyways, John brought him up a little while ago, and he's like, "Hey, like he does like all these like custom grills, and you know he has his own company, and that's what we love to do here. We love to bring in like local entrepreneurs or people who have some sort of story, just because it's cool to see that you can start a business in something that you love to do, whether it be like." Uh, if you love to take pictures, if you love to, love to skateboard, if you love to YouTube and things like that. So we get a little bit of everything and I'm trying to bring you guys a little bit of everything. So we have some really cool guests lined up, but today we also have a really cool guest. I was peep, uh, creeping through his profile. We have Dust, right? From 10 Dust Customs. Welcome to the podcast, dude. Thanks. <laughs> I know it, it's a little spiel. Did you did you get nervous out of nowhere? Uh, no. Oh, okay, no, we're cool. Good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, John brought you up, and I was going through your profile, you know, and like I said, we like to bring on, uh, um, I like to call them entrepreneurs. Like, I don't know if that's how you yeah. see yourself, yeah. but, you know, uh, that's how I see you. So, anyone that who starts, even if it's like a tiny little company yeah. or a huge little company, if like if you started it, you know, it's cool, and especially local. Local, because a lot of people don't they they think that it's like overnight success first of all it, which is not you you have to put in a lot of work and they don't see the end result they just see your grills they see like putting them on trucks or whatever and they're like oh well like he had it made or you know it didn't take a, a lot of work for him and things like that but they don't see all the 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 back work you know all the work behind the scenes that they don't see so i want people to get to know you are, are you originally from Idaho Falls? Yeah, I was born right uh, in Ermac. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> in Ermac, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, uh, I I uh, grew up on Sunnyside my whole life. Okay. Uh, one house, and then we moved to another house on Sunnyside, and uh, and then uh, I moved out to Roberts for a while, and now I live in Osgood. Okay. And, and uh, there, where, where where did you go to school at here around here? Uh, I went to Hillcrest. Um, and I was homeschooled a lot of the time. I dropped out of... You dropped out of homeschool? I dropped out of high school. Oh. My, <laughs> dropped out of high school my senior year, uh, I think. Yeah, it was my senior year. I dropped out of high school. I went and got my GED. Okay. 
I was going to say, how did your parents let you drop it? up? <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of was. It was kind of a, cause I mixed homeschool with, um, electives at Hillcrest is what it really was. And all my friends that I grew up with all went to Hillcrest. And so I did homeschool at home as far as like math and history and mm-hmm. English or whatever. And then I did my electives at, uh, Hillcrest. And what ended up happening is I love trucks so much is I would go to Bonneville's um, auto tech and the Mm. auto body shop. And I would end up staying there for like three periods because I liked working (laughs) on the trucks so much. (laughs) And the teacher there, uh, her Brad Herbst, um, I remember him. He taught my dad in high school. And so he knew me and he let me stay through all the classes in there. Do you you remember the, I I was thinking about this other day, actually. I can't remember the automotive tech, uh, the teacher. I thought his name was Brad as well. Was it Brad? When I was in there. Yeah. I I think it was Brad and Brad. Brad. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, so I'm, I'm assuming you love trucks ever since like, yeah, since did, did I your was parents born. own a truck and stuff like that? Yeah, my dad owned a lot of uh, '60s uh, pickups, '60s Chevy pickups, and that's what I really liked. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of he got into some old vans, which was a little bit odd to people. Like in high school, I drove this '69 Ford van. It had black and silver rims on it and glass packs, and it was a flat <laughs> nose. Everybody thought I was some pothead driving that thing. <laughs> it was so cool and loud. Uh, so that was a weird thing for people, like, cause I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I have a passion for the older trucks. I like the new trucks. I'm getting into them a lot more, but, uh, it all started with the older trucks. Cause my dad had all those sixties. He had them sitting in the backyard. I was always a kid. Like I'm going to grow up and fix those. Things. <laughs> I had a question about, cause I don't think I've talked to somebody who actually has been homeschooled a little bit. How does that work? Are you supposed to like do some certain work and then turn it into somebody or like, yeah, it's kind of like you're, uh, I don't um how do I explain that? They pretty much give you a, a program to do, and it's just like your tutorials online. You just, you have all your classes listed, and you click on them, and you go through it, next, 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 mm-hmm. and then do a test, and you finish, and it automatically goes into their systems. Yeah, because uh, we have, uh, we had what's his name, Aaron from Gideon's Tactical, mm-hmm. and they're homeschooling their kids, but they're still very little. I, I wasn't sure. I mean, for them, it's a little different, but for someone who was in like middle school, high school, I didn't know if it was like your parents like trying to teach you or like it's like a, you, like you said online, like it's a computer basically. program, right? Yeah, it was a little tough because I grew, I mean, I went to Ammon Elementary till mm-hmm. like third grade and then I tried homeschool for a year and then I went to White Pine Charter School for a year and then I went back to, uh, Sand Creek, mm-hmm. and I did the two years there, and then I went into Hillcrest, and I was like, "I this isn't for me. I mm. don't, I don't want to sit here and listen to these teachers. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the homeschool stuff, and I'll do my electives." So I did like choir, and uh, that's another weird thing about me. I, I love to sing. I was about so to say I did choir for four years, and I did the two years of choir in uh, Sand Creek, and then I did all the auto classes and welding and at the Bonneville tech school. Okay. But the homeschool stuff's weird. Cause I like, for me, I got a taste of what it was like to be around all the other kids and, mm-hmm. and see that side. And then I also got to see the side of like not being around the teacher. So I think you, you can mess up, uh, not doing one or the other. Yeah. 
makes it a right that kind of messes things up. Yeah, and and I feel like you also need a little bit of that social aspect yeah, just because I definitely think that because a lot of the kids that get isolated from the other kids, yeah. they they become I mean that's how they carry over like towards their teenage years and their adult mm-hmm. years, they like to be alone. Uh, not very social, but so when they get put in social settings, it's really difficult for them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's really yeah. difficult. That's why I recommend like you know taking your kids and playing with a uh-huh. bunch of other kids, or even getting a taste of uh, public school because you learn a lot. You learn how mean people are. You know how yeah. like how people can like messed up. How nice people can be. Uh, the different types of friends you can meet. Like, yeah, you just kind of see the real world. Yeah. If you are homeschooled till you get out of high school and then you get a job, you're, and you're then, then that's when you, shock. That's when you hit the real world when yeah. you're an adult. Imagine like the, like, and just then like you're you said, that far behind <laughs> all those years. Why is, yeah. Why is he being so mean yeah. to me? I didn't even do anything to him, you know, and like things like that. Do you, do you think like now in like the society we are in, we're, I know we're different like we used to be because I had an incident yesterday, actually. I was at the mall, and this guy was in front paying, and he kind of turned, and I felt that he was going to talk to me. And he started talking to me, and my fiance was like, that's kind of weird. I'm like, do you think it's weird because he talked to us, or do you think it's weird because we thought it was weird that someone's talking to us that we don't know? Like, our social cues are so fucked up. Yeah, that it's mainly... I, I think it's like your generation because he's a lot he's a lot younger than I am. Uh, back then, like we we had to socialize like that. That, that that's yeah. why I became or I'm pretty social with everybody. Like uh, I can talk with anyone anyone and feel comfortable. I don't feel like oh I don't want to talk to him, you know, or like some or, or make up random conversations. Yeah. So I I think I like how you put that just because you can see like the difference in generations how or what social media does. It's funny how like you see people on social media. And then, like when you see them in person, it's like you don't even know them. But you've oh, yeah. talked on social yeah. media several yeah, you're times. Like- yeah, and then in person, <laughs> you're like, and and it sucks because some people listen to the podcast or follow me, like for my media company and things like that. And I don't know if they're looking at me because of that, or if I look weird, or you know what I mean. Like I, sometimes I feel like an asshole because, uh, you know, like I like to talk, but then also I've also confused people for other like the wrong people. Be like, hey, like you're this person. They're like, no. I'm like, oh, well, this is awkward. You know, like, <laughs> you just already screwed it up yeah. in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I've done that at the gym. Like, uh, I thought I recognized somebody, and I went and talked to him. They're like, no, that's not me. And I'm like, well, well nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, well, nice to meet you. But that's crazy because um, I think I like what you, like you said that you need both, and that's pretty cool. You took electives only because that's a, that's. You want to be there. That's like the fun part about high school. I don't know, like the social part. Nobody wants to be there in math. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be there. And I went to Hillcrest too. But in the time I was there, everybody was really cliquish. Like mm. there was groups. I mean, I'm pretty sure all the time. And then yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't really realize how to socialize until I was in college that I went to school with older people. And nobody really cares. <laughs> like nobody cares. Like they'll just talk to you. And in high school, it's different. Like if they don't know you, they won't talk to you at least when I went. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of hard to make friends and stuff like that. If you don't know someone that's going to introduce you to someone. Cause if you just walk up to someone like, Hey, do you want to be my friend? I'm like, well, cause that's weirdo. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, that's pretty cool though. No, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's something that I've always been interested in, like the homeschooling. I didn't know how it worked, but then like, uh, I know some, some people that I know right now, they're homeschooling their kids. And I'm like, you, you should let them 
get some sort of social Yeah, I think that's the only problem with homeschool is you don't get the interaction. And a lot of parents and people say that that's what they're trying to avoid mm-hmm. is I don't want them to see what's out there. What, yeah, the and more you shelter them, the yeah, more. Yeah, but the more you shelter them and you kick them off into the real world, it's going to oh, yeah. mess, mess with, with them. them. It's, and, it's funny, not a lot of people know that in, uh, I think it was like elementary, I was being bullied by a girl. The, and the the thing I say bully, she was trying to kiss me the whole time. It was like during that age, like, where yeah. you're like, oh no, uh-huh. like, girl, like, get away from me, like, you know, and things like that. And she was always trying to kiss me and, like, and things like, and she was telling my friends, she's like, oh yeah, we kiss. And I'm like, no, elementary? We I can't remember because I went to summer school and that's when it got worse. And so I ended up lying to my parents saying that there was these kids that were trying to beat me up. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to go. I didn't yeah. want to go. Cause she, every day she was like trying to kiss me and I'm like, this Dang. girl won't leave me alone. And it, 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 it's funny how it turned, but like you learn things like that and uh, you experience things like now. Now you want that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. So like, I, I know you talked about doing your electives and, uh, and at Bonneville, right? Yep. The automotive tech class for those that people don't know that over at Bonneville high school, they have like a, uh, like an auto body shop where you can learn how to like fix cars, paint cars, and uh, just a bunch of body work, right? I think it's the, I don't know when you were in school, but it's called the Techno Careers High School or something like that. So it's a high school now. Yeah, they changed it to Technical Careers mm-hmm. a little bit after I graduated. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah. When did you graduate? Uh, oh, I mean, I didn't graduate. I dropped out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> when should, I think it would have been 14. Okay. Dang, so you're not. Uh, I'm 26. Yeah, yeah. Um. Pretty sure it would have been fourteen. Yeah, because when I was there, I was I graduated in 06, and uh, it was called Autotech. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was called: Autotech, Auto Body, and Welding. Mm-hmm. And then they Constru- had they had construction because I took yeah, it with Hilliard. Yeah. I was the same thing. Uh-huh. Like my B days, all like I had construction two and three, I think. So I was there like almost all day. Yeah, and so, they had a bus you could take from Hillcrest yeah, over to Bonneville, yeah. and if we you would miss do the, that, you'd have to drive. Yeah, we would do the same. We would go over there because you guys had like a wood class. Uh, what class a metal class uh robotics was one something and then they oh, yeah, I can't robotic, remember. robotics was in there because i took robotics i forgot that teacher's name too and i was thinking about this the other day but they moved everything over oh to bonneville mm-hmm. okay. to that like area i don't know where it used to be like the auto body and the and the mechanic it, 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 it's still well same spot that is now or right behind I, rocky mountain yeah, yeah okay that's so where yeah. It used to be. so they just made everything bigger now they offer like you can actually graduate from there when i yeah. when i left because i graduated in 16 and like when i think i want to say it was 14 that they started offering like stuff 14 or 15 but i know the year i graduated that they were already offering like you could go full-time there yeah which was crazy because a lot of kids loved going there like, yeah mm-hmm. you could take most of your classes there and it was just convenient yeah and like having that learning that trade uh what would you what would you fix or classes would you take mainly in there that you love to do and you're i like, really jumped into the auto body stuff mm-hmm. um i didn't really get along with the the auto body teacher very well uh but that, probably because of my fault we were probably just kids that didn't i mean yeah you know i'm not listening yeah, I know to you about. we want to build this you know yeah. i don't want to do that <laughs> so i mean I, but i kind of felt uh like i belonged in the auto body shop where my dad had taught or Brad had taught my dad mm-hmm. and I he kind of knew me on a personal level and um, that's what I was doing also at the time. I have a 1969 F-250 mm-hmm. that was my grandpa's and he just recently passed away uh, in July. Oh, dang. But he gave me that when I was, oh, man, 
trying to think. I was probably 13 or 14. He gave me that. But I took it all the way down and I traded some snowboards and some speakers for a frame, a four-wheel drive lifted frame with a motor on it. And I swapped that truck all over. And then I was trying to work on the body work. And so I was doing all that while I was in auto body. Mm. So I was like, if I can learn how to do all this here, I can do that to my truck. And I ended up doing it to the truck and it didn't turn out. And (laughs) <laughs> did, did you, it's in the field now but because <laughs> I, I remember when i was there they would he would let some of the students take like old cars or a car that you wanted to work on mm-hmm. uh did, did, do they still offer well, that when i was there they would let you i think if you were in auto body three because it was went up to four yeah I you think. had to be an older oh, yeah. older and then uh it had to fit in their schedule because they had like they had I think they have a paper or a sign-up sheet that people can bring their cars in there and let the kids work on them and fix them and paint them. Mm-hmm. So if you have, like me right now, if I wanted my 86 pickup painted, I could you know go over there and write it on their sheet and do that. But the sheet's so long and the list is so long, they got to work on all those vehicles that they're yeah, getting okay. donated to them in a sense. Yeah. Um, so I think if it could fit into the schedule and you could bring it in and work on it. That's fine. But normally you had to be working on all yeah, those you, other vehicles. And you're probably going to have to leave it in there for the whole semester just because uh-huh. they, they it's not long. like they work on it every day. Yeah. So, so you're doing this, right. And then you said you ended up getting your GED. What, what are you doing after that? Are you, did you decide to go to college or? Um, yeah, well, I was working at Texas roadhouse mm-hmm. and, um, I moved up really fast there in the restaurant sense I started as a busser, and then I went back into the kitchen, and I was a dishwasher. And me, it was me and uh, my buddy Mikey, and he was a real good guy. Um, and we would push the dish pit so hard. And it's weird to talk about that if you've never worked on in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And then my buddy uh, Brennan Finn was in there. And in the beginning, I don't think me and Brennan, and he might listen to this and say, I don't know, man, but I don't think me and Brennan really got along. And in the dish pit, there's, you know, a guy spraying all the dishes off and throwing them through. And then there's a guy pulling them off and putting them all over the restaurant where they need to go. Yeah. And so in a fast paced restaurant like Texas Roadhouse, you have to be moving to keep up. Mm -hmm. And for me and Brennan, I think we were pushing each other because we didn't really like each other in the beginning. And we would push each other so hard, like, take that, take yeah. that, run those things. like. And so, and then we learned we'd end up being sitting there doing nothing on a busy Saturday night because we were so caught up and the dish pit was clean. And we were kind of like, oh, we're, we're good at this. Like, <laughs> like bring more hey, dishes. Man, what's up? Yeah. You know, and so, and then me and Brennan moved up together and kind of did that. And we had a lot of fun there. And uh, I got to the point where I was like, man, I feel like this is my life. They're pushing me to be like, you know, cook the steaks and then may possibly be a key manager and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just don't know if I want to do this my whole life. Yeah. What am I going to do? I dropped out of high school. I like trucks, but I don't know what to do there. And I remember being really frustrated. Like, what am I going to do? I don't have like money i don't have nothing i'm just working here doing this job i'm paying for my rent in my apartment i don't know what to do and then my dad went to school to be a massage therapist Mm. and when i say that people think oh man that's weird um but he actually can uh he'll actually bring you in and you're fully clothed and um 
push on certain points and you walk out the door feeling better. Yeah. And everybody talks about it like, man, he's really good at just making my neck feel better, my back, you know, and a lot of people go to him. Um, and so I was like, man, that was, you know, easy for my dad to go to inexpensive. So I went to their expert college of massage therapy mm-hmm. and I graduated from that. I don't think so. You're a masseuse too. Yeah. I have no <laughs> desire to do it. <laughs> about halfway through, I was like, I don't want to, do I don't want to do this at all. But I was like, I'm committed. I'm already mm-hmm. paying for it. I'm just going to finish it out. So I finished it out and I did that. And, uh, Right at the end is where I met my wife, and she grew to like that, and now she does that. She's a massage therapist. And so, but I have no desire to do that. After I quit there, I never pursued it. I didn't do any of it. I Mm -hmm. just couldn't care less to do it. But right when I was in school was when I bought my red pickup. I don't know if you guys... Uh, uh, On your profile, right? Which which one is it? Because, I mean, we go through it, but we didn't know that. Uh, on my, it's probably not on the tin dust customs page. It's probably on my tin dust page on Instagram. Um, but I bought this red, well, that's a story in itself because I had a black, uh, 2000s crew cab, which, and it was the OBS, the old body style. Mm-hmm. And, um, I loved those things. It had a 454 in it. It was all leather interior. And oh, dang. I was like, man, this thing's awesome. And it was a 2000, which is right when they changed the body style, mm. but it was the old body style. And so it was kind of a rare pickup and it was a short bed. And uh, I've, I was fixing that up and I went to Bear Lake on a trip and blew the motor. Oh, dang. And we hauled it back and I saved all my money and bought all these bumpers and wheels and lights and built the pickup back up and put a new motor in it. And my buddy said, Hey, uh, let's go have a bonfire. I had 30 miles on that pickup. I drove it from Osgood at the shop. I put the motor in to my parents' house on Sunnyside. And that was it. And I was like, I don't know, man, I haven't had enough time to see if this thing's working to go up Wolverine and have a bonfire. Yeah. He's like, come on, man, that's just brand new motor. You got mud tires. Let's go. It was kind of raining. And I was like, okay, we'll try it. So I get back up there and we're in, uh, going up Taylor mountain up the backside into Wolverine and my four wheel drive wouldn't go back into two wheel drive because we were going through some mud and, just all my dash lights quit working. I was like, what is going on? And we went in and we had our bonfire and I was like, we're going out on the farm roads cause I'm not going back that way. And mm-hmm. all that mud, I just put this truck together and I'm going about 50 and everything locks up. And I knew what happened. I was like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> my front drive line grabbed my wire harness and oh, ripped everything out damn. of that thing. It ripped everything out. And I was like, well, I either find a wire harness and nobody could find a wire harness. Dan's auto repair couldn't find one. Everybody looked for one forever. And then the insurance claimed it as total loss because it it just... It was going to cost quite a bit to... Yeah, it was going to cost too much to fix it. And (laughs) so I got the red pickup. The red pickup is what made me like man i want to throw a grill on this thing Mm -hmm. and i want something cool but everything cool is i don't know if you've seen prices on royalty core grills they're expensive Mm -hmm. they're i mean you're looking at two grand for their top of the line quality cool grill Mm -hmm. and 
even for like a fuel off road one, they're twelve hundred dollars. Yes, yeah, they're, they're pricey. Yeah, and then I was like, man, but you can get an EAG, you know, Amazon special for one hundred fifty bucks, one hundred twenty five bucks. Mm. So, but they're not cool, and they're nothing. They're mostly plastic. Mm. And yeah. I was like, man, I don't like this. And my uh, brother Hunter, who who is involved heavily in Tindus Customs, and he's helped me build everything. Mm-hmm. Um. He had just bought a Chicago Harbor Freight welder. Those are, those are the best, if anybody knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and at the time I was moved back into my parents' house off Sunnyside, and I was like, man, dude, I'm going to build a grill for this thing. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, what? what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, these rivet-style grills, I'm going to build this. And mm-hmm. I went to uh, Ace Hardware, and in their uh, hardware section, they have the metal for... Just they have just flat bar metal and selections, and so I bought a couple of those, and they're mm. overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went to Home Depot and found a four by eight sheet of chicken wire, literally chicken wire. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, we're good." So we went back home, and I ripped my grill off and cut it to pieces, and just started welding it all together. And I still have that grill. It's actually. Horrible. We didn't. <laughs> I mean, I knew kind of how to weld, and Hunter knew how Hunter knew how to weld, but we weren't good at it at, by any means. Yeah. And so the welds on that thing are horrible, and we just got tap screws and screwed them in. No, we glued them on. We didn't. <laughs> the we rivets. Cut, yeah, we cut the backsides off of them and glued them on. Mm-hmm. So you know, three days later, the glues fall. The rivets are all falling off. And, <laughs> Everyone's like looking at these things like this is like what are you guys doing? Like we'd show up to my uh Christmas or Thanksgiving and like, yeah, look at these grills we're building. People are like, What the <laughs> heck are you guys thinking? And but then, you know, posted on Instagram and stuff, guys would say, Hey man, like, hey, could you build me one? Mm-hmm. And so and then I was like, Okay, if we're building these for these guys, we really gotta start changing something. Yeah. We're not sending chicken wire and glued on rivets. So then we started screwing them in. <laughs> and we went to uh, Pacific Steel, or not Pacific, uh, it was Vernon Steel at the time. They're South Co now. Mm-hmm. And uh, bought, you know, expanded metal and flat bar. And that's what we did. We would weld the flat bar all together, and then I would shape them with the grinder. And every weld that you put in at every corner of the flat bar, you have to blend to make it look like there's not a weld there. Mm-hmm. And so I would be grinding on those things for days. I remember we set up uh, one of those car- Harbor Freight carport tents in my parents' yard. Mm-hmm. And in the wintertime, I'd be out there grinding and putting those grills together to ship out. And we started with those OBS uh, GMCs really heavy because they took off. I built one for a buddy here. And they started, people were like, whoa, I want one of those. I want mm-hmm. one of those. I want one of those. And I was like, people, they uh, discontinued all these on Amazon, you can't find them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the OBS, and they're in, they're still in style too. Those, yeah, and so I I was like, man, we just need to find some, you know, trucks and get these on them and show them to people. Mm-hmm. So I I picked a couple guys. You'll see like Six uh, Five Sam on uh, Instagram is a guy who uh, actually designed our logo, and he has a really sweet OBS that we uh, sent him a grill. Mm-hmm. And Bad Z seventy one, we sent him a grill, and just a couple of guys we picked and sent him a grill and said, "Hey man, you know, have this, and we want to sponsor you, pretty much." Yeah. And 
if you want to share us, that's cool. If you don't, don't. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not going to put you in this bind to say, you know, hey, guys, go follow this guy. If you like it, you like it. If not, cool. So they put those on their trucks, and then uh, a couple guys in the crew cab pages on Facebook that I was involved in, and it just kind of took off with those OBS trucks, and that's yeah. what we started doing was we just started cranking those things out, and we put them on eBay, and we sell those things still today. They are That's what sells is those on they sell like hotcakes for us <laughs> it's weird you know we'll build the super duty ones and no one has ever bought one from us mm-hmm. but we build those obs ones and just sell them sell them sell them sell them sell them and then i'm trying to think um i just i was and then i started working in the oil fields mm-hmm. um and i decided we needed a shop so we got kind of a it wasn't really a shop it was a two bay storage unit okay. with power and yeah there was no heat no nothing so we were still freezing in that thing in the winter time and then in the summertime it was so hot you could hardly work in there and we built them there too but that's when things kind of got hard because hunter started working in north dakota as well mm-hmm. and so we're both gone and in our industry uh my family owns everything in the oil field. Well, not in the oil field, but the business that we work for. Mm-hmm. And so we were staying there for four to six weeks at a time and overlapping. And so when a customer would order, we would be gone for so long. And then, oh, yeah, we're going to get it, man. You know, it's, yeah. it's almost built. And then we'd get home and we'd have to rush to build all of these grills and no time with family, no nothing. So that got really tough for a while there. We yeah. slowed things down really bad right through there because mm-hmm. we couldn't build them. So I stopped posting for a long time. I stopped selling them. There was guys that would say, hey, I want this, and I don't care how long it takes, and we would do it for those guys. So we did that for a long time, and then – uh the oil fields kind of crashed and slowed down, and Hunter moved, or well, he didn't move, but he started working for our family's fertilizer company and stuff like that, and then he had more time to build them. Mm-hmm. We bought a shop on, well, not bought, but at least a shop in Idaho Falls right by Alpha Graphics. Okay, yeah. And we built them there. And we This whole time, we're doing them the same way as we started. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, man, we really need to change something, because this can't keep building them like this. I mean, we're getting more and more and more orders, and we can't keep up, and we're doing them the same way. I'm grinding the corners <laughs> and trying to fit them, and we can't fit the right trucks, and we can't do the right stuff, and we can't do cool letters, and we can't do all this stuff. And so it wasn't until three months ago when I finally broke down and I bought a CNC plasma table. Oh, dang. And, uh, That's a commitment right there. Yeah. I was like, we're either – doing this grill thing or we're not yeah and if we are i gotta buy this machine so i bought that machine and uh then we our lease ended there and it worked out perfect timing to move into our shop in osgood now which is a lot bigger a lot more room and a lot more uh accessible for customers and people to pull in there with their trucks Mm -hmm. and work on things um and now we are where we are. Um, I have a grills on some really cool trucks that I'm super proud of. We have a grill on Whistling Diesel's truck, which that's insane. I think that's the most known truck in the world right yeah. now. Yeah, the Mad Max too. Um, that's really cool. Um, but 
we kind of put that on his truck in that time where we were in North Dakota and we couldn't uh. kind of be in the shop. And so, um, you missed the wave then. Kinda. We kind of missed that wave with Whistling Diesel. And I think he kind of was like, oh, these guys aren't committed in this business. You know, he's off in the oil field. Yeah. And so he didn't really promote us. I mean, he promoted us pretty hard in the beginning. And I got so many messages and so much. <laughs> Did, didn't any rate? Tin dust on what after he put on the was it the barrel wheels on the, yeah on the uh, yeah he had tin dust customs on his barrels on his uh, he made barrel tires that were like the widest tires in the world <laughs> mm-hmm. made out of barrels and we had he had tin dust customs written across the side so that was super cool um, but yeah we kind of missed that wave and I don't uh, and it's kind of our own fault I mean in a sense but we were doing what we had to do to provide for our families being mm-hmm. in the oil field and working um but yeah i've been we've updated his grill since and we can do full metal replacements for those cat eyes which are super sought after and the other companies all charge a ton of money for them Mm -hmm. and we're able to cut the prices way down and build them because that's my ultimate thing that's why i started was i want a cool grill but i don't want to pay a thousand dollars for it so we price things a lot lower than the other guys and then, um, so we're able to build these 03 to 06 cat eyes, and there's two different styles, and we can do both of them now. And that was a project to get those done, but we can do them. And I've messaged Whistling, Whistling Diesel a couple times, said, hey, man, we can throw a new grill on that thing, but he hasn't ever replied. He's liked stuff, but hasn't ever replied. And I don't know if it's because he's busy or if we kind of miss that wave with him, like you are saying. Yeah. Probably, but... The thing is, like, the the more you work and hustle, like mm-hmm. in the, in your industry, those opportunities come. You may have missed this one, but that's like a, a lesson that you guys learn. Like, hey, like, man, we should have. Let's not let this happen yep. again. Yep. So next time somebody comes, you're gonna be like, hey, like, whatever you need, like, let, let's make it happen. Because uh, uh, a lot of people need need to know that these opportunities come, but like, you may have missed that one. There's more coming. As long as you're like still passionate about this industry and keep grinding, you're gonna get another opportunity mm-hmm. like that. But it doesn't seem like you, you, um, like you're still doing it. You know, it's not like you. It didn't, let's you, say, you, let's didn't say you missed it. And you're like, oh, well, it's over now. <laughs> you're still yeah, growing. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean. I mean, maybe it's just like it was meant to be. You know, mm-hmm. like because what if you would have gotten all these orders, you still couldn't put them out. Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to put them out. Yeah, and that could. So maybe it, it was yeah. good. And then people are like, "Oh, these guys don't even do them." And so your name's kind of, you know. So it, it, yeah, I, I see what he's talking about. Your name, your brand turns into the guys who can't yep. push out mm-hmm. uh, products right now. Oh, so. Because we also do the media over at Tops Knives, and we're having material issues. Are you guys having material issues too? Uh, not yet, but um, it's becoming expensive. Uh, I mean, a four by eight sheet of metal that we use to cut out is you know anywhere from one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a sheet, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's what gets hard when you're talking about uh, cheaper grills or man, they charge so much. Well. I've come to a battle with myself of what do I charge? Cause a lot of people say, man, you don't charge enough. Yeah. You need to raise your prices. But then it's like, well, for one, I got to stick to what I, why I started this. Mm-hmm. And for two, how do I do that when prices for things are so much? I mean, we powder coat everything in house. And so we've, and that's five years. I've done, 
I've been doing this for five years as of like last month. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> no one's ever taught us anything. We've done it just trial and error. Yeah. So we taught ourselves how to powder coat and use all that equipment. And we built our own equipment to powder coat. Um, we got all the sandblasting equipment. We have, I mean, we're a full fab shop almost now. Yeah. We can bring stuff in. We can cut stuff out on our machine. We can weld. We can powder coat it at the end. And all that is knowledge and time. And so when it comes to putting the product out there, customers are paying for that product in time. Yeah. I think. No, no yeah. And that th- gets tough. Th- that's definitely, uh, I agree with that 100% because kind of like in our field, because it works in everybody's field. Like we put in hours and hours and hours of like editing time, learning how to do things, learning how like doing all the work behind the scenes that people don't see that they just see the grills on you. They just see the grills. They don't see like all the work that you had to put in. They don't see all like the hours and hours before that, like learning how to do this now. Yeah. Just because you're better at it and you've been able to afford like some more, like better equipment to do it. Doesn't mean you're going to, charge less you yeah. know like they, they don't see all that they're like oh well you don't do anything you know like you know like yeah they'll hit you with a bunch of things like that but they don't realize even if your prices do go up which i recommend they should go up just because the cost of uh material like well, it, it happens like, well then, it, then also i don't know how you're doing it but i'm pretty sure you can't be charging the same amount you were at the beginning no yeah <laughs> so, we like, have so we have slowly raised our prices a little bit and um the materials, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, our rivets that we use, we're having a hard time getting. Um, everything else I think that we use, we can get just fine. It's the rivets and what else do we use that we can't get sometimes? Uh, oh, our marker lights. We mm-hmm. have, we throw marker lights in. We throw, that's our kind of our... Your thing. Our, uh, yeah, we throw five marker lights across the top and that's how you know it's our grill mm-hmm. um but we order those i have to order those like three months in advance to even see them hey. and the rivets we bought we've bought uh tacoma and fasten all out every time we go in we buy them out of everything they have <laughs> they must like and you. they're <laughs> like they get frustrated they're like what? and i'm like i don't know man can you order more and yeah like, well we can order more but you bought our warehouse out you know and we can't get is if our warehouse is out, we can't get it there. Yeah, and so that's been a little bit tough, but we've been able to make it work so this far. Yeah, people don't see that companies are feeling the effects of COVID now, not during COVID, because yeah. what happened, what people don't understand is like during COVID, yes, when people stopped working, production stopped and a lot of stuff, but they had warehouses, whatever the case may be, full of material already. And some companies, uh, I don't know if you guys continue to work, but like over at Tops, we continue to work. So we're constantly putting in our actually, our demand went up during that time. So we're using more material. They're not producing material. We're using more material, but then it's fine and dandy until this year. This year, you're feeling the effects of COVID because now they're trying to catch up to all these orders when they weren't working, you know, and people, it, it's just like a whole, like, uh, yeah, it's, a chain. Yeah, it's, it's like a chain and people don't understand that. I don't know if you have people who get frustrated. You're like, Hey, I'm waiting on. Yeah. There was one time I didn't get the, our marker lights fast enough. And it was like, well, do we leave the grill just sitting here for two weeks until they show up? Mm-hmm. Or I was like, no, let's just ship it. And we'll just tell the customer, you know, Hey, 
we don't have these marker lights. They're out of stock until this yeah. date, and we'll send them as soon as we get them. And what I actually ended up doing was uh, just order them directly to his house, mm. and they ended up showing up, and he was fine with it. But, yeah, uh, that's the only problem we've had this far was that. A lot of people do understand if you're straight up with them. Yeah. If you're like, oh, well, you'll get in two weeks. You'll get in two weeks. Yeah. And then two weeks comes. Like, oh, actually, another couple of days. That w- That's what gets me the worst that I need. Like, I want something. And if they tell me I'll get it to you in two weeks, three weeks, okay, I'll wait till the three weeks. And if I don't hear back from them, I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, yeah. I, I really, But if they're like in three weeks, they're like, I'm sorry, man. We're waiting. We're doing everything we can. It's going to be another two weeks or whatever. Like that's understandable. Like, and then it, it also like when you actually are, are involved in that, like he, yeah. like we get to see that, like the whole people getting upset for yeah, the fact that we, we can't push out their order or they can't order a certain knife just because they're like, we're like, we don't have the material. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, or, or they see us posting and yeah. they're like, dude, why are you posting this? If this yeah. side of stock, if we don't have, it doesn't mean that nobody else, all the distributors don't have one. Yeah. Cause we, they get first priority dealers yeah, and stuff. It gets frustrating with customers and I've had to, that's been a learning curve for me was dealing with the customers because you do have those kind of people like, uh, and we build um, right now to this point, we still pretty much build everything to order. Mm-hmm. Because, for one, the material costs so much to stock, and that's just the way we've ran things. And we want to get to the point where we have things in stock. We have, like, the GMC OBS ones in stock and stuff like that. But for the custom ones, we don't. We will build them per order. And so, and we'll, we'll tell customers we're two to four weeks out. Mm. And three days later, they're like, hey, man, it's been four weeks. Where's my grill? <laughs> and it's you can't just tell them like, no, dude, you ordered that three days ago. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of got to approach them in a different way. And sometimes I don't deal with those kind of people. Mm-hmm. If they're that way, I'll just send them their refund and say, you know, man, like we're busy with all these other grills. And, and then like you said, as soon as you post something, they're like, what you, you can build that, but you can't build like, yeah. and it's like, well, man, like I got to post things to keep my momentum going and I'm yeah. working on your stuff in the background as yeah. well. They don't, they don't see you in, on social media, you have to be consistent. Like whether it be, yeah. that's why like a lot of people like to take a lot of pictures and then they'll post them over time or like, say you finally do finish one and you post it and you know, you're sharing it, trying to get your, you have to be consistent on social mm-hmm. media. That's how it works or else. Like, it's weird how the algorithm works. Like, you'll get pushed yeah, behind, uh-huh. like, if you're not posting, because you become essentially, like, one of those dead pages. I'm uh-huh. using air quotes here. Uh, so, I actually wanted to go just back a little bit, because uh, a little bit before you even started that, how come you didn't go into the auto, auto body world? If um, if that's what you loved, you ended up working at Texas Roadhouse. I don't really know. I think it was because um, I didn't want to go. Uh, the best place to go, I think, around here is in Pocatello for auto body. And I didn't really want to go there. And um, I'm trying to think what was happening in life that went back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I or know. even go work like Shadow at a, a auto body. Yeah, I should have. I wish I would have uh, instead of going to... Uh, Massage school. Hey, you know how to massage the <laughs> shit out of a bag, though. <laughs> so yeah. anybody looking for? Would you? Would you say it was masseuse? Called, a masseuse. 
That's what, that's what they're called, right? Like the, they call uh, in in the industry. They try to keep it professional, so they call it a massage therapist. Massage. Oh. Well, that's all, I've always heard it as a masseuse. Yeah, right? So yeah. if uh, so in that industry, if you uh, say they're a masseuse, then that's like um, paying somebody to do. You know, oh, <laughs> you're single, probably the happy ending. <laughs> oh, did, did you ever do, did even cross your mind applying at the INL to do that? I know um, someone that literally was because they couldn't find him here um according to the guy that I was talking to but he came from seattle just to work for that i know to do massage therapy huh oh yeah which i never thought about that well he he, he talked about it earlier like at, i he, mean he just i, I think like halfway through yeah. the, your course you were like no yeah but like, i'm gonna finish i want to do this like, yeah pass. yeah no that's definitely understandable since yeah I mean, and then you said you started making your grill right like you started making your little uh your first grill ever yeah and then you did you sell some almost like that to people? Yeah, yeah, I I did. Um, one of my buddies that still supports me uh, lives in Oklahoma, and he had one of the first ones we ever built, and he repped that thing and repped it and repped it and repped it, and we now we just sponsor him and send him new ones yeah. because he was so supportive through it all. How, how does it feel like looking at what you produce now compared to your first one? Oh, it's the coolest thing. <laughs> I was showing. Um, uh, Oscar Laura, I don't know if you guys know him. Uh, he lives in Blackfoot, and I trying to think how I knew him. He his buddy owned one of my pickups that was my first truck that I ended up buying back from him, mm-hmm. um, and so that's how I knew him. But he came to my shop to put one of those O three full replacement grills on, and uh, well, he actually just came to pick it up, mm-hmm. and I'm losing my train of thought. The Oscar Laura. Um, he, you bought a pickup back from him. No, his he bought the pickup from his buddy. That was his first truck. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> really? Uh, oh, you asked me a question. I'm oh, trying to comparing remember. the your old. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he came over and we ended up kind of talking for an hour or so just about trucks. And I was showing him. He's like, "What started you into this kind of?" And mm-hmm. I was showing him that first one I was talking about with the chicken wire. And yeah. I was like, "Man, look at this!" And then it was fun to go back down and get his grill and like. This is what we produce now, and it's so cool. And I wish I would have had my uh, most recent grill I just finished done. Uh, it's our most recent post on Instagram. But that one turned out so cool. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to think about, man, we used to put chicken wire on these things and put yeah. them on trucks. And so, now, yeah, that's Oscar's yeah. truck. The, um, on the cat eye. I love those cat eyes with the... And now it's it's like confidence. Like Oscar was there, and you're ripping into their trucks. I mean, and a lot of trucks, you're cutting their grills. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was like, man, we got to cut this guy's grill, and <laughs> it's got to work. And it's fun to have the confidence in it. And, like, we've done this before. We know what we're doing. We're going to put this on, and it's going to work, and it's going to look awesome. And that's our that's my favorite thing is the end result but is putting it on. I think it's more – like also, I like how you had the confidence in the beginning. Like some people will make something, they're like, nah, and like you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. but in the beginning, you were you were like, hell yeah, and like, put it on your truck, yeah. you know, and like, because we all start somewhere, and, and this is why I'm, uh, I love doing this, so people can hear that mm-hmm. and see that, you know what I mean. Like even when they want to start a business, because anyone can start anything, you know, even if you don't have the right uh, machines to do it, if you don't have the right equipment to do it like you can make it happen yep. kind of like you guys did uh and then all of a sudden like you went from you know the chicken wire 
all the way to the, what you're producing yeah. now. And it's, it's night and day. Oh yeah. And, and people don't realize that you started over here, like doing all this stuff first yeah. and just like something because you saw a problem, like you wanted to solve a problem. You didn't want to buy a cheap plastic one. You didn't want to buy a super expensive one. You wanted something like that was decent and in between. Yeah. And that's what you guys produce right now. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's really good. It actually looks really good, you know? And, uh, I was going through the prices on your guys' website and they're not, super expensive you know they're not bad and especially since you do everything here so is it do you guys claim usa made uh yes okay uh i don't i should promote that you, i don't you really promote should. it as hard as i should you really should because people love that and it gives it another reason why it's a little bit more expensive uh-huh. just because if it's usa made you're paying people here everything's being bought here you know what i mean like everything it's yep. being built here and so people love that over there at tops it's everything's usa made or we put made in idaho people love that and they're like we love to support usa like brand and then the price they understand the price yep. you know and we're still not super expensive over there it's still a reasonable price just like you like we're uh putting out top quality products for an affordable price, you know, like a good price. Yeah, it's still a little pricey. You know, some people kind of hesitate buying like a $200 knife, but it's going to last a long time, you know, and and it's good quality and you're paying USA. Like, lifetime warranty. Lifetime yeah, warranty too. I've had customers order, like they've come to me and said, hey, what's your price? And like on those OBS GMCs, they'll say, I'll say, you know, they're 255 That's what we charge. And then be like, oh man, that's you know I can get this EEG one off Amazon for 125, and say yep, <laughs> and they go and order that, and then a year later I've I've had customers a year later come back and hey yeah. man I'm ready to get one of your grills because yeah. this thing's falling apart. Yeah, and like because they last, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and especially the you're not going to make a product that's going to last somebody a year. You know what I mean? Like you're you're looking for like a long lifespan because you want people to be like. Okay, you know, I'll pay the two fifty five, you know, because it's gonna last. It's gonna be, it's really nice. Or you can go save some money, which is not order expensive a cheap one. too. Oh, like, they, so people are know, like, because I, I, I've looked into grills and stuff, and they're not cheap at all for two fifty five for an OBS. That's that's really good. Yeah, see, but, and and like people got to hear like where you came from. You know what I mean? Like, which is really cool to me because uh, you just recently said that you bought the the. the what was it? Uh, a cutter? The CNC. The plastic. Okay, yeah. And I'm sure that was not cheap. You know no. what I mean? Like those those machines and like just those that do all that work, they cost they cost a lot of money, you know? And so mm-hmm. that means you're like fully on committed to this. Uh, yeah. And we bought a new sand. Well, we, we got a new sandblast cabinet and uh, I upgraded our powder coating equipment and uh, we updated our rivets. I mean, we used tap screws. Mm-hmm through probably through it till like three months ago and they they claim they're stainless but they're really just zinc coated and we would cut the back sides off and as soon as that happened we compromised the coating and they would eventually rust Mm -hmm. and so and that's how our powder coating worked too and that was a tough deal to deal with was learning how to powder coat Mm -hmm. and we would send them off and there would be customers like, hey, man, my powder coat's just falling off. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people like, man, this grill, you know, the powder coat's falling off, man. What the heck? And what we do with that is, well, we'll send you a new one. Mm-hmm. And we've sent so many new updated ones out and warrantied those grills because uh, 
it was our our fault and our trial and error. Yeah. But we stand behind that. If uh, your powder cow starts falling off and we did something wrong somewhere, yeah. or it was in the beginning and our that was a trial and error for us. Yeah. And now I'm super confident in our powder coat. I run, um, and we've always ran them on our own trucks and mm-hmm. we're huge into trucks and we, and I run to North Dakota and back with mine and I'm in road salt and dirt and scoria in North Dakota mm-hmm. and in harsh conditions. And my powder coat has been holding up really good and I'm super excited about that. And it's also coming out. I mean, that last post I posted with, that tin dust grill that's my new grill and that turned out so cool i was so excited about that last night so this is recent stuff too mm-hmm. but and then the cnc has opened so many doors that i haven't even shown yet on our pages we've been building our grills but they're nothing wild or cool but we can i mean we're building one right now for my uncle and they do fertilizer organic fertilizer mm-hmm. and their motto is soil healer they have it on all their semis and stuff and so we put soil healer in the middle of it and then it has uh light bars coming in and it's almost done and i'm so excited to show <laughs> people what we can actually do now because it's not just plain stuff now we can actually customize it to what you want if you want your nickname in it or some light bar or whatever we can do that and it's super fun to be able to do that now because before we built them all by hand and i did build some like that but it took so many hours oh wow and to grind all that stuff and make it look good just never worked Mm -hmm. i saw that i saw a grill I don't know what it is for, but you put your logo on the corner. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. we were, and we can brand them now. Uh, before we didn't, and I don't believe in like those fuel grills. There, they have this big, huge <laughs> thing in the middle, and mm-hmm. I hate that. Yeah, I so we're discreet about it and just put it in the corner. Yeah, and if people want to remove it, they can pay to remove it. <laughs> so, so I'm guessing now you're gonna have an option for like a bunch of custom stuff. Yeah, we'll to- be able to. I, I've got to update the website, um, but we'll be able to put options in there. Like if you want a bar going through the middle with your nickname in it or whatever, you can Mm -hmm. do that. If you want light bar add-ons, you can do that. Um, Trying to think about other options we can offer. Those those marker lights, they're just uh, five separate marker lights. We're going to offer a full LED just strip going across there in that section. Mm-hmm. That'll kind of give it a modern kind of drawn look, I yeah. think. We're going to be able to offer a lot different things, and this is all recent, so I'm super excited about it. Dude, I bet like that, that, that machine changes the game, but what I'm glad is that you got to talk about before you had the machine. Uh-huh. It's not like – because some people, like say they want to get into some sort of company, and they want – to copy like so and so right away, just right off the top without learning how to do anything, without trial and error, without it's yeah, they, without all the hours of work, and now all those trial and errors that you guys had, you learn, you learn what doesn't work, what does work, what you know, like how, we need to learn how to do this, like it all pays off at the end, you know, and that's what people don't see, like all these, like you, you said you were doing it for what, like five years? Yeah, five years now. Yeah, and like. Now you just recently got into the you bought your your plasma mm-hmm. cutter and like now it's changing the game for you which is I'm I'm especially right now there there's been a huge boost in like in trucks just all over you know what I mean like uh like people are into the whole truck thing now people yeah, are trading in their cars to get trucks mm-hmm. or buying like the older ones and 
uh have you seen a boost recently in the yeah uh i think it's kind of the economy um mm-hmm. and and people i kind of predict a crash in it but i think people want what's uh expensive or what's um appealing to them and that's trucks i mean if you're in if you look at cars i mean you can go buy a cool you know mustang for 50 grand mm-hmm. i think maybe i'm wrong in that sense but if you want the top of the line pickup you're over a hundred thousand dollars now yeah. oh yeah they're expensive yeah, yeah and you, do you uh like any of your posts do you ever pay to promote uh, i do yeah i do do you ever do it in texas uh, I don't, I think it just automatically. No, you can, you can set it. Texas. Oh, you can? Yeah. yeah that's, I would do that. That's where you need to that's be. That's where you need to be. Maybe uh, promoting. I have a lot of grills go to, uh, like Ohio and Oklahoma. Yeah. See all and, these places that you like sell the majority, mm-hmm. you should pay, you can put like, Hey, pay to promote in, in Oklahoma, just in this area and huh. surrounding areas. And now you're get, hitting all these people, you know, this is where your market, like I would choose like some of the bit, your bigger markets yeah. and choose there. And then from there, it's just gonna, you yeah, know, you gotta look into that. You need to I, push Texas, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. Texas <laughs> is another place you should definitely, Texas, Southern California, especially California, if you can custom, if you can custom make them now, like, especially, I don't know what it is about us Hispanics. We love to like, <laughs> even if you can figure out how to do like Chrome, or like a stainless steel like shine. Yeah, we can you, we can, we can do powder coat. We can powder coat chrome, and it you, turns out pretty cool. You can you'll have a huge in that southern Texas part. Oh man, you have. Oh, it's like wild a, out there. We've sent we man. It's cool to think about where grills we've sent grills to, and a lot of people even like two years ago were like, man, are you still doing that grill thing? And it's like, man, we can't even keep up. <laughs> I, I just don't post. You know, yeah. they think that if you're not. You know, posting every single grill you sell, you didn't sell all yeah. those grills. But we sell so many grills on like eBay, and I uh, have them on eBay and through Instagram and our website. And we have, uh, I just sent a grill to Dubai, Whoa. and I have them in the another one in uh, what do they call that? The UAE, the United Emirates, Emirates, yeah, United something yeah. of Emirates. I have a grill there, and we have tons of them in canada we send them to canada all the time so it's cool reaching that far out too it's like man we're sending this to dubai (laughs) yeah (laughs) hope it makes it (laughs) yeah not just that like uh me when like people listen to the like the podcast in different parts of the world i'm like how did you find it (laughs) yeah imagine being that one kid yeah uh, (laughs) you know what i mean like i'm I'm pretty sure like like how did you know about my grill you know what i mean like uh, i know you probably found it on ebay or whatever the case may be like so but it's just weird that they decided to go with you or like us, like when they listen to the podcast and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. I'll be scrolling through. I'm in a lot of truck pages on Facebook or something. I'll be scrolling through and then just, Hey, that's my grill. I built that. <laughs> like, that's Where'd you get that? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know? And like, uh, I'm glad we got to hear your growth and it's not, I feel like it's only getting started for you just because you, you reached yeah. that point of like, now you're going to do add more stuff, you know, and when that starts happening, yeah. it means your company is growing. Like it, it means mm-hmm. now you can offer custom stuff, which is going to mean maybe later on, you're going to have to get like a bigger shop, more employees. Um, do you have any employees right now? Uh, not currently. It's just me and Hunter running things. My other brother, uh, Noah helps us and my dad helps us sometimes. Do you do it full time? Yeah. 
Is this going to be a full-time? I'm hoping so. I'm an ops manager in North Dakota for mm-hmm. our water heating company for frack sites. Mm-hmm. And so, and I really like that job. I love what I do up there and it's really fun. Um, and I'm in a, you know, family oriented uh, environment mm-hmm. and we all, we're all, you know, super close and I love going up there and doing that job, but it's also really hard being away from family Yeah, and my wife and my, we have, I have a 18 month old son. Oh, wow. So gonna- and so that gets kind of tough, but, um, being the ops manager, I'm on a set two week on two week off schedule. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so Hunter, you know, does the grills full time or when I'm gone. And then I do them really hard when I'm home for two weeks and that gets tough on my wife as well. Yeah. But that's what you have to do. I mean, a lot of, like you're saying, people think like they can just start something. Yeah. They don't see all that work. And it's not as easy as that. I mean, there's so many times where my, I don't get to go home and hang out with my wife or Mm -hmm. I've got to get this grill ship by tomorrow. Like I can't, I can't hang out with you. Sorry. I can't come have dinner with you. (laughs) And that gets hard, harder than a lot of people think. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot of sacrificing that you have to do. I remember, like, people will be, ask me, like, hey, have you seen, like, this show? And I'm like, dude, I, like, barely have time to watch TV. Those, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't watch TV. Yeah, like, I don't. Every, every now and then, like, when I'm editing something, like, say, mainly photos, I can put something on as, like, background noise. You know, I don't really pay attention to it, but going home and, like, watching, like, a full, like, season of Netflix of some show – that's not happening you know like yeah, that, that's not yeah. happening nope. uh especially when you want your company to succeed like you got to put on yeah like, all, all your work. free time is that and and i've almost gotten to the point where i just i just bought a side-by-side because i needed something fun to do because i would work is fun to me yeah and building those grills is fun to me and that's what i lose my mind into and i didn't realize that i was diving in so deep to that that I wasn't actually going and having fun. Yeah. So I was like, what is fun and what can I involve my wife with? Yeah. So how do, we, yeah. we did that. How does she take that? Like, is she supportive over this? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. She's super supportive over it and she deals with a lot on her own. I mean, I'm gone for two weeks on, two weeks off. So two weeks out of the month, I'm gone. And then two weeks in the month, I'm over at my shop building grills. <laughs> and so, you know, she'll say all the time, like, I'm pretty much a single parent, mm-hmm. you know, and it's tough. But I know that if I push it hard enough and work hard enough, by the time that he's old enough or my son's old enough to, like, hang out and do things, and we're to the point where we're able to step back and enjoy life. That yeah, because eventually you'll get to the point where you, it's going to be running it's a sacri- on its own. It's a sacrifice. Yeah, because I don't want to get to the point where I'm back at Texas Roadhouse like, this is my life. Yeah, yeah. This is what I have to do. Yeah. I don't want to reach that point. And so, I mean, if I can work in the oil fields as long as I can and build this company as big as I can, then yeah, because he- eventually I'm hoping I can take a step back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the goal when you build a – a company, yeah, you're gonna have to put in a lot of work, but the goal eventually is where it can run on its own. Uh huh. Run on its own, and then you're just like, and just now for it to, you know, kind of take care of its own and and Hunter and me, and it can it it can do that. I mean, Hunter's not working at Texas Roadhouse. He's, yeah, we're we're building our grills. I mean, and I'm I'm sure you guys have like a, a really cool like work environment over there with you two like oh yeah you it's know what i mean fun. it's not like yeah. someone over there like hey like 
wash these dishes, you know, and like, yeah, and that's it, cool. Like, uh, people, people just stop by. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, you know, what's yeah. going on? And we end up bullshitting for <laughs> three hours and we're like, crap, we're supposed to be building grills. But it, yeah, it's a fun environment. A lot of people, I don't know how to explain that. Um, I don't know. I guess it's back to the point we were talking about earlier where you're at the mall and why is this guy talking to me? Yeah. Like we're, we love everybody and everybody's trucks. We think, I mean, a lot of people are like, Oh, you guys are just into Fords. You hate Dodges or you mm-hmm. hate, no, I think everything's cool. Like a cool truck's a cool truck. A cool car is a cool car. Like that's our mentality with things. So we're not biased or, you know, yeah. And the more like you can see different, uh, different people's like personality uh-huh. like with their truck. Cause not everyone's going to want to do the same thing. Like he may like a certain grill and I'm like, nah, I don't really don't like that one. I like this one, you know, and you get to see that mm-hmm. too. Like, you get to see like the different builds that that your grills go on. You know that, yeah, that's probably fun. crazy too. Like <laughs> yeah. when they send you pictures, you're like, damn, that you know that's my grill. You know? Yeah, or to see the excitement on the customers is fun. Oh yeah, like, it's I don't know, it's just cool. And the, the grill is the face of your vehicle. Yeah, and so it's fun to be able to do that, and that's our passion. And so it's cool that we've been able to do something with our passion. And so I had a question: provide. like, where did the tin dust? name come from <laughs> we i was probably i don't know freshman year maybe walking through walmart and if you, you guys know the video game skyrim yeah i've heard yeah of yeah uh, that. somebody uh my my buddy's brother said oh look there's a rim sky he switched the oh. lettering around and i was like it's skyrim and he's like shut up tin dust like he swapped my name around <laughs> And ever and then people just started calling okay. me that through high school, and uh, yeah, I had a couple of buddies that just they strictly called me Tin Dust, and it, that's it, just how it. It's happened. funny when you don't see it, and then when you see it, like you can't unsee yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's me right now. No, I'm looking at his hat. It says it says Dustin, but backwards. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's great. That's, that's so cool having a story behind something. Yeah, that's no, funny. and something so little like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's based off a game. It's not like. Oh well, the tin comes from the metal, like you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought people thought that before, and it's supposed to be one one word, but that's just kind of how it ended up with our logo and stuff, and how we made it. That's so. that's that's really cool. I like how that name came together. <laughs> but anyways, like I want to thank you for coming on. You know, we've been talking for an hour. This time flies, uh, and I'm glad that people got to know you. You know what I mean? Like got to know you, where you started, where you're at. And just the things that you're doing, you know, behind the scenes, if like if someone's tuning in, they can see how much work goes into their grills. You know, like when you're building a grill for them, you know, it's it's you guys are doing all the work. You know, you're not having like a bunch of other people or it's not being made overseas or anything like that. It's just two of us. Yeah. So that's something you really need to push that it's USA made. People love that. You know, people love USA products or you can even put uh, we had a good response with the made in Idaho. Thing, yep, yep. you know made an idol it's basically the same thing but you know you, you get a to a specific state mm-hmm. you know and they're like oh shit this made an idol that's cool i went to idaho you know yeah. or like i've been in idaho you know and like you get things like that so uh i think that's really cool let people know where they can go and check out your stuff your social media and your and your website uh yeah they can go to tend us customs on uh instagram or facebook mm-hmm. uh our our website's uh com, and then you're welcome to follow me on my pages or whatever if you're into trucks uh mm-hmm. just tin dust on instagram is my is your personal, personal one? page so and i'm welcoming and i'm 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 a 
truck enthusiast. So yeah. that's what I like to do. And I like to help people make their trucks cool. Yeah. And you, you have a pretty big following on your, uh, on your he's, company page he's too. just shy of nine, 9k. Yeah. 9k. Yeah. And yeah. We're getting close to 10. I, you know, <laughs> it, which is really cool. It, it just shows that people love your product. You know, it's not some like cheaply made Amazon mm-hmm. product and you know, people love it. It, it seems to me it seems like you guys love it you know that's the most important you do. <laughs> like if you don't love what you do you know you should make changes to to start doing something you love to do yep you know because uh, that me i love doing all this media stuff like this is fun to me some people might find it as work some people might not like doing it but me kind of like what you like you love doing the grills and like the trucks i love doing this yeah, stuff. i think and that's all you got to do i mean and it, everybody starts somewhere yeah like i started with we started with a harbor freight welder and a grinder <laughs> yeah really and because so. like if you really want to make something something happen you can make it happen you know like don't think i hate it when uh, for, i'm trying to like put it into our perspective like uh so like when people want to start like a, a youtube channel or like want to start doing like photos and they want the most expensive everything because they think if i buy the most expensive equipment that I'm going to have it made, you know, yeah. but it's not, it's all the trial and error. It's all like the learning this, learning that that's where you need to spend a lot of time in, you know, it's like learning the trade, whatever you yeah, do. And you have to go through that trial and error with the cheaper stuff. I failed to yeah. respect or know what the expensive stuff can do. Yeah. And and you see like, okay, well what I'm charging, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it makes sense. But anyways, uh, tin dust, <laughs> I want to, Thank you for coming on the podcast, dude. It's seriously dope to see where you're at and what you're doing and getting to know you because every time we sit with somebody, it always inspires me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just to keep grinding, you know what I mean? Because like one person, to, like seeing another person grind it out like that and loving what you're doing, it motivates me. So again, Dustin, or is it Dust or Dustin? Dustin. Dustin. You called him Dust at the beginning. People call me Dust, too. It's, it's good. Yeah, uh, my bad. <laughs> it's it's actually Tin Dust, right? Yeah. That's what people call <laughs> yep. you, Tin Dust. Tin Dust, yeah. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming. Thanks, I appreciate man. it. Go and check out all his social media, his website. It's going to be linked in the in the description that we have here. Uh, and, you know, hopefully we, we can get you back on later on to see where you're at. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Cool. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you guys. Say bye. Bye. <laughs> Prendete, esto es fácil, no me llames si tú andas con...